Coming at you live from the heart of Lincoln, America, this is Old School. Sponsored by the Mercado by Certified Piedmontese. Broadcasting veteran Derek Pearson. When you find something that moves them, that makes them smile, celebrate it. That's your task, that's your superpower. Nebraska Football Hall of Famer, Jay Foreman. Rifles a pass, it was tipped, it's picked off by Foreman. He's at the 15, 10, 5, he'll score! On 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Hour number two of Old School on 93.7 The Ticket. We're live from Barry's on the rooftop. Sightlines Memorial Stadium. Let's hope it's a victory march. We can dream and aspire. 402-464-5685. Sarder Heyman text on Honda Lincoln Hotline. If you want to call in, you can. If you want to follow on the Sarder Heyman Live video stream, Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, Twitter Live. Every way possible. You can jump on the ticketfm.com. You can jump on the app. You can jump on Spotify. Literally any way that you want to consume this. We have made it available to you. Uh, Jake Sorensen, let him know, man. Why are we here? Well, we are here, DP, because Nebraska has a game tomorrow, like you said, against Indiana, 6.30 kickoff, and we got to celebrate that. we got we got to get people prepared for that game. Mm-hmm. So what better way than at the great rooftop patio of Barry's at 9th and Q, the Husker Bar. They call this place the Husker Bar for a reason, mm-hmm. DP. Mm-hmm. We're giving away... Three pairs of tickets. We already gave one pair away. we got two more to give away. We're about to give one away right here in a second. Yes, sir. To tomorrow's game against Indiana. Plus, plus, mm-hmm. there's more. Mm-hmm. We're giving away a signed Mike Rozier Husker jersey. Yes, sir. You come yes, on by. Sir. You get signed up for that jersey. We will uh, We will give that away at the end of the show. we got the tickets about to give away now, and then another pair of tickets plus that Rozier jersey. So come on by again tonight. We're also at 8 and 9 p.m., the Husker Pep Band. On location at Barry's, playing the tunes. Oh, we just got some buckets in the. We just got oh some my. buckets in the room. We, we, did. we just got some points in the room. We are taking it to the rack. Yes, we are. I'll move out the way. Rock, no, we're gonna bring it. We got Jay Foreman. We're gonna bring. We'll bring in Rock. Let okay. him get settled in here. Hi, Mama. How are you? Good to see you. Good to see your baby boy tonight. It's a party. Good to see your baby boy over there at PBA tonight. Looking forward to it. Let's do this, Jake. Let's give away a Let's pair do of Husker it. season. If you are in the yeah. house and uh, have registered for tonight, if you've registered for the tickets for tomorrow's game, uh-huh. tune in right now because yeah. we're about to give away set number two of tickets. There's a full box. A lot of people oh, here. A lot of people on. here tonight. Here we go. There, here we go. Uh, here it is. There it is. Jake Sorensen has just handed a pair of tickets to Jenna McCormick. Jenna McCormick. If she's here. Are you in the house? Jenna, Jenna McCormick, Jenna anybody McCormick. in the back? Jenna McCormick. Jenna McCormick. Look at, they're waving her off some Anybody kind of, here? They're waving her off some kind of quick. Jenna McCormick, are oh. you in the house? She might be downstairs. She might room. be downstairs. Let's. She might be. Down, tell you what we'll do. We'll set that there. Okay. If she shows up before the next break, she can get the tickets. If, if not, not, we draw for we the go next back two. in the box. All right. Back in the I'll box. I'll put it back over here. Hang on. Back in the box. You're going to do that in the meanwhile. Every now and then, we get a Husker Hall of Famer. As a matter of fact, on this show, we do it every day. Let's go to Honda Lincoln Hotline and bring in a Husker Hall of Famer. Let's bring in Jay Foreman, 5644 Hall of Famer. What's happening? 
Man, what's poppin', man? Your boy Jake, Jake, you okay? <laughs> you know, I'm I'm fine, Jay. Everybody has losses. You guys had one last week to this, uh, you know, this sorry franchise in Miami. So it, it, it happens. We're not going undefeated. It's fine. I'm good. I'm recovered. You, you were talking about going to the Super Bowl, but Jake, it's not even about the loss. It's, it's you sold your soul for one measly victory against the Buffalo Bills, and now you got out there. And now your franchise quarterback is out. See what happens when I talk about you guys don't know how to handle success. Well, we'll see. You guys, you know, you guys well, we'll see, Jake. He is he is not playing football for the foreseeable future. Your head coach might be suspended. Oh, come for conduct on. detrimental to the team. Your medical staff is gone. Your ownership is probably going to be even more fined, even more, for because of tampering. You, you guys are just just all the way just rule benders, just Neanderthals down there. We'll see. You know, everybody oh, everybody's got their their Twitter doctors licenses. They're they're trying to post that there. We'll see. You know, I'm hearing reports that they handled this thing correctly. So we'll see exactly yeah. what happened. Uh, if there's any sort of punishment, we've already we've already so you'll listen. So, so we've already get, lost the first straight. round draft. Let me get this straight. Let me get this straight. Let me get this straight. Jake, Jay, pay yeah. attention. So that he believes the yeah, internet people that tell him that they did it right, but he won't believe right. the internet people told him he did it wrong. I I have selective choosing. Here. <laughs> <laughs> What's wrong with that? I choose what I want to hear. And see. Hey, hey, Jay Foreman, let the people know about the Mercado. The Mercado, 84th and Havelock, Cedar Certified Piedmontese, uh, special ingredients in butcher shop. We just we got hooked up yesterday with some some goodies. I got some uh, dessert. Mm. I got a little bit of lump crab meat, which always brings me back nostalgia to the East Coast. Yes, sir. They have everything from appetizers, appetizer menus off the chain, entree menu, dessert menu. They have take-home menu. They had lasagna in there, street tacos, any type of cut of beef pork that you wanted, mm. their own ketchup, mustard, um, olives. They had everything, pasta. They had everything that you want. And it's something to, if you want to, if you are in the, whether you're in the doghouse or just want to do something nice, you can go down there and get you, like, a big part of the meal. You know, if, you, if, you're, if you're stuck with the kids, every kid likes lasagna, you know, or some sort of spaghetti. You can get them situ- situated while you, so you can watch the football tonight or whatever you want to watch. So it's a you know one stop shopping man. I, I really like it. The food is excellent, and uh, they they have that big old tomahawk that I think is uh, calling my name. So I'm just gonna have to find a day that I can steer that bad boy on there and have me a medium rare tomahawk. Yeah, we're gonna try it. It has to be it has to be attempted. Like I think the next trip out there, it has to be attempted. Or maybe we can send Jake Sorensen out there to pick up a couple for us to. Oh, you know I'm always down with that. Yeah, like I think that should be a thing. The thing about Fridays. With Jay Foreman is that he gives you all the preview you need for Sunday football and Monday mm. football watching. So, Jay Foreman, you ready? You all loose? You, I don't want you to pull a hamstring or nothing. You ready to go through this schedule of games? You ready? I'm always ready. All right, brother, let's take it. Uh, your Buffalo Bills travel to Baltimore to face Lamar and the Ravens. Who you got? I got the Buffalo Bills. We have the kryptonite for, for Lamar Jackson, which is a good defense, a legitimate defense, which the Dolphins didn't have, and they got lucky a couple of weeks ago. But I think that uh, Josh Allen shows up there to Baltimore mad. Um, they're going to try to give him some Maryland blue, blue crabs. He's going he's gonna to have some, but he's still going to inflict his will on them. I think Buffalo Bills get back on the winning streak and win by six or seven points. It should be a good one. In what used to be the game of all games is now just 
another game on the schedule. The Commanders travel to the star and face the evil empire. Man. Man, oh, man. It, it pains me as, as much as just regurgitating these worlds. I'm going to pick Dallas. I'm not even going to call them the last name. I'm going to pick Dallas because mm-hmm. the Commanders are in flux. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I'm going to pick – I like the way they're playing. Their defense is legit. Michael Par- Parsons is a problem. Uh, Lawrence is the real deal. So I think they allow the, the, the Dallas, you know, Cowboys offense to kind of find their way to get some rhythm. I think C.D. Lamb eventually will get the butterfingers off his hand and try to turn into a true number one. Um, so I think, you know, Cooper Rush is going to, you know, hold the four down one more time. And then, of course, Jerry Jones thinks he's going to have a problem on his hands. But the only problem is, is the commanders can't get out of their own way and win any games. You are correct with that. The one and two Titans – Travel to Indy to face the one, one and one Colts. Ooh, this is this is the game of the weekend, I think, or one of them, because <laughs> you got two teams that are on borderline desperation mode. Um, Indianapolis, you know, had the upset victory against Kansas City, but more importantly, what I liked about Indianapolis was their defense started to kind of get back to what Indianapolis did last year, right? Play well against the run, opportunistic, being able to guard. I think Stephon Gilmore allows. Uh, them to do some different stuff that they maybe weren't able to do in, in years past. I think Matt Ryan uh, is more than capable. I think they're getting healthy on the outside, which they need. So then you start to see the offense to be kind of more Frank Reich-esque. So I am going to go with the Colts because uh, the Derrick Henry uh, train and, and no true number one on outside, I think has really hurt Ryan Tannehill. And also I think the defense is a little depleted. Plus Taylor Lewan. Um, you know, the Pro Bowl, a perennial Pro Bowl left tackle is out for the season. So I think that's going to, you know, even more stymie the running attack of the Tennessee Titans. Boom shakalaka! Ah, look at, look at Nathan adding to. Way to contribute to the conversation. It is the 2-1 and one Chicago Bears. And they travel to face the New York football Giants. Oh, man. You know, this is a game of two quarterbacks that have, been disrespected by their right? franchises. They're, right? they're like, hey, look, hey, look, we're going to pay you all this money and draft you in the first round, but we refuse to get you any help. We're going to have no offensive line. The Giants have a running back, um, but we're not going to get you any receivers. So, I, I, you know, to be honest with you, I, I liked what I saw from the Giants. I liked what I saw from Daniel Jones, considering he has been running from his life, in, at least in that last game, you know, from the first play to the last play. Um I think they have more pieces in place. Obviously, with Saquon Barkley than Chicago does, and I like, and I think their defenses are both of them are, you know, kind of washed. So I'm going to go with the New York Football Giants. The two and one Jacksonville Jaguars versus the undefeated NFC East leading Philadelphia Eagles. Oh, uh, I'm going to go. Ooh. You know what? I'm going to go with the Eagles uh, because, you know, I like Jalen Hurts. I like the maturation. I like, you know, everybody's question whether he can push the ball down the field. You got A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith, uh, along with, uh, the you know, the running attack at Sanders. Um, uh, with a, Gobert is a pretty good tight end, and I, and I always like their offensive line and their defense is legit. I'm going to go with the Eagles, but I think this is going to be a close game because Jacksonville Jaguars, are for real. They're well coached, and Doug Peterson is a really good coach as well. The Kansas City Chiefs have to recover. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers have to recover. 
either Patrick Mahomes or Tom Brady will be on a two-game losing streak after this game. It's KC and Tampa. Who you got? Uh, I think, man, you know, it's weird. I I think, oof, this is hard because, you know, right now, this game, this point of season, I'm going to go with Kansas City. Kansas City um, is a little bit more healthier. Um, I think, you know, obviously, you know, not having Gronk, obviously, you know, staying in retirement as of now, and Julio Jones and Godwin being hurt. I know Evans is coming back, but Tampa Bay's offensive line is taking a little bit more time than they'd like to gel, obviously through injuries. And so I'm going to give the advantage to Kansas City, even though Tampa Bay's defense, if it's not the best defense in the league, it's one of the best. But eventually, if, if Kansas City or if Tampa can't score, Kansas City will eventually score. So, um, you know, I, I, Tampa's my favorite to go farther in the playoffs, but right now I'm going to pick Kansas City to win this game. I think it's interesting what happens in Vegas on Sunday. The 2-1 and one Broncos have a chance to not only improve to 3-1 and one and kind of cement their spot at the top of the division, but they may end a coach's career if they can beat the Raiders because they would then be 0-4. Who you got? Uh, yeah, I mean, look, I think the Raiders, for whatever reason, have not lived up to expectations. But, I, you know, the funny thing about it, I think the Raiders are a better team. You know, you know, I think they have more weapons. I don't think Russell Wilson has been anything, you know, spectacular. But that defense of Denver is is one of the better top, like, 12 defenses in the league. And when you're playing against the Raiders, one thing that you can guarantee you is, you know, they're going to be highly penalized and they're not going to play up to their potential. So that's what they've done so far. But this Raiders team is desperate is, is for a victory to keep their, you know, their season on a lifeline. So I'm going to go with the Raiders over the Broncos just because they need it more than the Broncos need it right now. Dun, dun, dun. Monday Night Football. It's Look, man, I think this one's big too, right? Like, I mean, this is a weird one. It's the Rams and the Niners. The Rams coming at 2-1. and one. Niners need a win. Bad. Mm. I'm going to go with the Niners. I like, you know, you know, what the 49ers are doing, I think they're just a little off. And I think with Garoppolo getting more weeks and reps underneath his belt, I like what they're doing. So I'm going to go with the Niners. I think they're, you know, if, if they can find a way to be a little bit more explosive and consistent on offense and get that running game going, I think the true Jimmy G that everybody was thinking that was going to be a big, a big trade bait or free agent uh, pickup will, will come to light. Switch to college football, the number 15 Huskies of Washington. Tonight we'll travel and play at the Rose Bowl. I guess the question is not only who wins, but how many people show up to what has been an absolutely empty Rose Bowl. Yeah, it, it's. A, I mean, it's it's a it's a future possibly Big Ten game. Um, yeah, and so yeah, you know, it, it, I think Washington has kind of been a sneaky good team. I think Michael Penix Jr. has been the best player on the planet, college wise. And, you know, he's, you know, thrown for, I think, over 300 yards every game or maybe 250 every game. And their defense is always kind of sneaky athletic. And so I like the Washington Huskies. I think UCLA actually, you know, last year, you know, they, they somehow became more physical. But I think Washington is a better team. And I think Michael Penix is the X factor. So I'm going to pick them. Husker Hall of Famer Jay Foreman. Uh, when we flip it to Saturday, Big Ten slobber knocker. 
Number four, Michigan travels to face Iowa. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna pick Michigan. I think they're the better team, um, but I think Iowa could could sneak up on them. Now, look, Iowa's offense can't play dead, but um, you know the transition to JJ McCarthy hasn't been as seamless as Harbaugh has liked. He actually, I don't think he's really been playing that well after being essentially handed the the, the you know the the keys to the offense. So um, Iowa's defense is going to keep him in the game, but I think Michigan has enough offense and in, in, in a plethora of receivers. Uh, two really good tight ends and a really, really special running back. The freshman's hurt that they have, uh, but I think Michigan will win the game. In what is the upset of the year, number seven, Kentucky, and number 14, Ole Miss. The SEC will have two teams in the top 15 playing on Saturday, and it's Kentucky and Ole Miss. Oh, I got, I got, I got Ole Miss. I think, uh, you know, I'm not – truly sold on Will Levis. I think, you know, he's a good prospect, not, you know, top number one pick prospect. Um, I think Lane Kiffin, no matter who he has playing quarterback, will always score points. I think their defense has gotten better, and I like the experience of his coaching staff. Even though Kentucky is a physical team, um, definitely not to be trifled with or, or looked over. I think Ole Miss just has a little bit more in their hotty toddy tank to, uh, you know, beat, beat Kentucky. Even if the stadium is empty, you know, Kiffin wasn't real happy if, about the crowd. Right, and they'll have them all. They'll be listen here. They'll be all juiced up when a big game. They'll they'll be ready to go. And uh, I think Lane 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 is uh, you know laying the foundation to have a you know pretty big scene for Mississippi. Back to the Big Ten. Purdue travels to face Minnesota. Number twenty-one, Minnesota. Who you got? Uh, normally, I would say this is a game for Purdue, uh, but Purdue is. You know, every year you expect them to be good. They don't play good, and uh, their defense hasn't been as good as we thought it was going to be when we, you know, met with them in uh, Big Ten uh, media days. And Purdue hasn't won at Minnesota. Now, watch Purdue end up winning, but Purdue has not won at Minnesota since 2007. That was way back in the, when the Metrodome was still inflated. So um, I'm going to go with Minnesota. They were awful impressive, or have been all season. They were awful impressive last week at Michigan State. Um, I'm definitely going to go with Minnesota until I'm proven otherwise. Back in the Big Ten, Illinois travels to Camp Randall. Um, I'm going to go with Illinois. I think it's a, um, you know, a game to where, you know, two teams are looking at each other. It's like Illinois used to be like the little brother, but the but there's now the little brother has grown up to be the big brother. I think Illinois has, you know, one of the best running backs in the nation. You know, Brown who's leading the na- nation in rushing. They have a really physical, fast, feisty uh, defense that plays with an edge. I think DeVito, their quarterback, is better than Mertz. I know the big X factor is Braylon Allen, but I think Illinois knows, and this is why. Look, the way that they practice isn't going to be anything different than what they're going to go against in the game. I envision they're going to do a good job against Wisconsin's running game and force them to pass. And I think Illinois has better, you know, uh, you know, overall skill positions and playing with better momentum. I mean, Wisconsin, I know that they didn't play their best last week, but getting flat out destroyed, uh, you know, and embarrassed is not something that you can easily overcome because it wasn't just, it wasn't just, say, like a couple explosive plays for busted coverages, which you think, okay, we can remedy that. It was physically they got pounded. And it was anything that Ohio State wanted to do. Illinois sees it right in their wheelhouse. I think they upset Wisconsin at Camp Randall. Number two, Alabama. Travels to, to 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 Fayetteville to face the number twenty 
Arkansas Razorback? Uh, I got Alabama. Um, you know, I like what Arkansas is doing. I like their coach. I like the 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 the, the, uh, the direction that the program's going. I think Alabama got a, I guess, a somewhat scare or wake up call. Um, you know, with Texas, but I think that they'll, you know, you know, end up getting getting out of their own way. I think they've had a couple of weeks of, of you know playing some teams that they were better than to kind of figure out how to get this offense going. Arkansas's defense can play. But I think, you know, Arkansas is on the way up, right? But I don't think they're, you know, at Alabama's level. And I think Alabama's defense is going to rise to the occasion and really stymie Arkansas's uh, offense. But it's going to be a good game. And, uh, you know, Alabama has to come to play. And I think Nick Saban probably put it in their bug in their ear, you know, every, you know, day that he can to let them know we already kind of, you know, didn't show our best stuff on national TV. We're playing Arkansas. I think Alabama wins, but it's not going to be a blowout. Number nine, Oklahoma State travels down to Baylor, number 16, Baylor. Well, normally I would say Baylor, right, because defense and the way that they were, you know, they were in the Big 12 championship, obviously, against Oklahoma State last year. But when Baylor went up to uh, BYU and got beat, now, granted, I know that's a hard travel uh, up there for Baylor, some, a place they'd never been before. But physically, I felt like BYU really, really brought it to Baylor, right? And Baylor didn't look as good as I thought they would be on offense. Um, so I'm going to go with Oklahoma State because one thing Oklahoma State's going to do, they're going to score points. And they're going to play opportunistic defense and try to run around and hit you. So Jim Knowles has left a good footprint there. Even though he's at Ohio State, I think Oklahoma State wins. Jay Foreman, this is a good one. Talk about scoring points. Number 22, Wake Forest travels to Tallahassee to face the number 23, Seminoles. Man, this is going to be a. This is going. I think this is. It's not like two highly ranked teams, right? But I think this is going to be one of the most intriguing games of the weekend. You got Florida State, where it's finally like you kind of see what was trying to be put in place, right? And then you got Wake Forest, who you know had the unfortunate with you know situation with the quarterback having a blood clot. So. What I like to see is, like, okay, this is a team like Wake Forest that on you know, paper have one of the best offenses in the nation. Will they get going against that Florida State defense that is tough up front at all three levels as well? And what can Florida State do against a, a defense that they should be able to establish the run game and stuff? So it's kind of like a battle of wills, and it's a show-me game, right? You, Wake Forest is trying to show you that we're for real, right? And then Florida State is trying to show you that we're up and coming and for real, too, by beating Wake Forest. So – I'm going to pick Wake Forest for the simple fact of quarterback play and offense and the more known factor. But I wouldn't be surprised if Florida State pulls up there. Number 10, Wolfpack, North Carolina State. Travels down to Death Valley, number five, Clemson. Another top 20 game matchup. I'm loving this schedule tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it, it's going to be – look, you know what's crazy? North Carolina State is the best – Team that nobody ever talks about. Yeah. Right? Yeah, and number 10. Clemson and everybody thinks Dabo Sweeney and them, um, you know, figured it out, you know, with, with DJ playing well. And North Carolina, Carolina State has just kind of been doing their thing. They're physical on defense. They tackle. They're fundamentally sound. Offense is good. Big old physical offensive line. You know, and Clemson, you know, even though they won, um, you know, I, I – you know, there's something missing with Clemson. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's not, you know, they, you know, and they just haven't. So, you know what? I'm going to put this game in North Carolina, North Carolina State's hand. This is a game that, you know what, they're, 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 they kicked the door open and said, I'm here. 
I'm going North Carolina State. It's look, man. I just think it's it's a great week of college football. Of course, give us your take. What are the keys for Indiana and Nebraska? Well, I mean, Indiana's gonna what they're gonna try to do is, uh, you know, get, you know, get a whole bunch of plays ran, you know, and try to see what they can do, you know, get Nebraska out in space and make them tackle, which, you know, at the second and third level has been a little bit of an issue. Um, that's what their offense is. They run tempo. Uh, to get you in one coverage or get you running on the field or off the field and try to hit you with a big play. So I think if Nebraska can communicate well, tackle efficiently in space at the second and third level, essentially play steady, uh, get some hits on the quarterback, likes to, you know, scramble out to his right and, and get him on the ground, get him off his spot. So I think it bodes well for Nebraska. Conversely, on offense, which it should be the Nebraska's best defense, you know, try to get that running game started, efficient, get back to our efficient passing game, a la Northwestern, take what the defense gives you, keep, you know, going down the field. We've got weapons everywhere we need to have them, or guys that, can, you know, performing Whipple's offense should be well-rested, focused, and energized to come out here at home on a night game against Indiana. But Indiana's going to compete. Um, but Nebraska, you know, as long as they match that intensity, they'll be just fine. So, you know, it's going to come down to, to two things, right? Turnovers and tackling. That's it. I you know, do, can we I... can we create turnovers? You know, win the turnover battle, and can we tackle efficiently? You know, and 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 not have the whiff tackles. You know, make them work for everything, and then we'll be just fine. Jay Foreman, we appreciate you, thank you, brother. We'll see you down at the Mecca tomorrow evening for Huskers, and actually, we'll see you, Tipsy Tina's, around four or four o'clock. All right, I'll see you. That is Husker Hall of Famer Jay Foreman. He took you through, not telling you what to do, just giving you advice. We didn't get a pickup on the tickets, so we will give away two pair of tickets for tomorrow's Huskers versus Hoosiers. We'll do that next when we come back to Old School and Berries. Watch Old School live on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitch. Old School with DP and Jay on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com.